I like that message because today we're talking about the blessing. Hey, you didn't know that. Um, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 10, I think it's funny because Malachi chapter 3 says this. Try me now in this. See if I will not pour out on you a what? A blessing. So great that you can't handle it. So great. Such a great blessing that you can't handle it. Who wants to receive that blessing today? Oh, man. it's God's blessing is in this place today. He's ready. This is kind of what he was showing me earlier. Is He's ready to pour it out. He's, he's ready to pour it out. He's looking for people to pour it out on. The Bible says, I believe it's in Isaiah, that the eyes of the Lord go to and fro, looking over the whole earth, looking for someone. He's searching for people to show himself strong on their behalf. But it's someone whose heart's pure towards him. So today, you know, today I'm excited. We worshiped him. We just sowed. We, we prepared ourselves. And now the blessing of God's getting ready to manifest in, in this service. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 10. And, and uh, before I read this, I want everyone to say this with me. Say this. I am called to carry the blessing of God. I am called to carry the blessing of God. Luke chapter 10 is such a fun time. Um, because this is when Jesus is getting ready to send his disciples ahead of him into the cities. And this is what it says. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 1. It says, Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others, and he sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and uh, in place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So this is literally what he's saying. He's saying, hey, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Pray for more harvesters. And then he says, now go. So you can see right here that when it comes to winning souls, Jesus says, yes, pray for harvesters, but be one yourself. You know, don't. Don't just say, Lord, send people to win them to the lost. You know, oh, man, my coworker is such a terrible person. God, send someone to them. There might be a reason why they're your coworker. I'm just going to end it there. But then, he, then Jesus says this. Um, verse 3. Go behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. So, like, picture, you know, like, you see the, the, the concept of, like, a shepherd and their sheep a lot in Scripture. Um, like, Jesus, I'm the good shepherd. Like, I'm the gate, you know, into the... All, all, you see these all the time. And you hear about, you know, the wolf entering into the sheepfold. Like, just having a wolf entering into the, the fold of sheep is, is a thing. Like, oh, man, there's a wolf here. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's get him out of here, right? Jesus is flipping it. I'm, and he doesn't even say, I send you as sheep into the, the, um, in the midst of wolves. He's saying, I'm sending you as lambs into the midst of the wolves. So it's not the wolf entering the sheepfold now. It's the lambs entering into the wolf pack. This is literally the words that Jesus, I mean, talk about what great encouragement, Jesus. You're sending, you're sending us out there, and you're, well, I'm sending you not as wolves among sheep, but as lambs among wolves, right? Like, picture this for a minute. Like, picture, put yourself in their position. You know, I'm sending you out as prey in the midst of predators. Like, okay, Jesus, 
That, that's not very encouraging, but I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to send us out with, with all that, that we need, right? And then the verse immediately following, Jesus says, don't take any money with you. So, wait, 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 Jesus. You're sending us out as lambs among wolves. You're sending us out in where the enemy is, right? You know, of course you would want us to take money with us. No, don't, don't take any money with you. Carry no money with you. Oh, you know what? Don't take an extra pair of clothes. Well, what if they, what if they steal our clothes? We're lambs among wolves, right? What if they, what if they try, to, try to tear our clothes? What if they try to do this? We're not going to have any extra clothes. You know what? Don't take shoes either. That's what he says. Take no sandals, no shoes. So we're going barefoot? What if we need to run? Like, you're sending us out as lambs among wolves, Jesus. And you're telling us patiently, just, you know, empty your pockets, don't take off your shoes and just go. Jesus, what are you telling us? What are you showing us in this? Why is Jesus telling them to do this, especially after he said, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves? Because, hear this, he's teaching them that your money bag is not your supply of provision. Your, your covering is not your supply of covering. Your shoes are not, that's not your supply. Actually, if you look, if you fast forward to Luke chapter, uh, I believe it's Luke chapter 22, yeah. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus also, he kind of points back to this, but even then, in, in this situation, he's talking about, now this time, I'm gonna, I want you to take a sword with you. So, like, it's also implied that sending them out as lambs among wolves, he didn't even take them with physical protection, with, with concealed carry or, you know, their, their own, their own uh, swords or anything like that. They didn't, it's very much likely that they didn't take that with them either. So, what is also Jesus saying there? Your sword is not your source of protection. What's he saying? Go at my word, and you're not going to lack a thing. Hear this, and say this with me. I am called to carry the blessing. Now, when we read in Luke chapter 22, that Jesus begins to recount this situation, because recognize this. When he's saying, I'm sending you as lambs among wolves, they probably had a potential to get into fear. You know, especially when he said, don't take any money with you. Can you imagine, God, like, God saying, I want you to go on this long trip, but take no money with you. Don't take your debit card. Don't take your credit card. Just, just go, and it'll work out, right? So looking back on the situation, Luke chapter 22, verse 35, Jesus said to them, when I sent you out with, without money belt, without bag and sandals, did, you did not lack anything, did you? And they said, no, nothing. Did they lack anything? Nothing. They didn't lack a thing. Why? Because, and I want you to hear this. My blessing, hear this, my blessing is not measured by what I have. My blessing is measured by my fellowship and my obedience to the word of God. Hear that? My blessing is not measured by what's in my bank account. My blessing is measured by my obedience to what God has told me to do. Because when I'm being obedient and when I'm entering into consistent fellowship with the Lord, I lack no thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack no thing. I shall not want. The New Living Translation says, I lack no thing. Why? Because I'm blessed. 
When I carry the blessing with me, it doesn't matter what I have in my pockets. It doesn't matter what I'm carrying with me. I have God on my side. If he's with me, who can stand against me? Did they, when the disciples went out that first time with no sword, no shoes, no, no money, were they well fed? Yeah, because they didn't lack food. Because they said, no, nothing. No, nothing. We lack nothing when they went out. They had all the food they needed. They had all the provision that they needed to get, to get on the road. They, their shoes didn't wear out. Why? Because they had the blessing on them. You see, the same blessing on all of Israel whenever they came out of Egypt. Not, no, not one, not, none of their clothes wore out. There, there wasn't people spinning, you know, spinning clothes while they're marching through the wilderness. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their sandals, I mean, have you ever had a flip-flop and it just pops out like after like a week? But they're saying they were in the wilderness for 40 years, and not a single sandal wore out. Man, jeans wear out in like three years, but none of their clothes wore out. What? Did I miss something? None of their clothes wore out. Their sandals didn't break. There was not a feeble among them, so they didn't even have any sickness or crippled or anything among them. Why? Because they were blessed people. They were a blessed people. And so, you know, when, when, we, when Serena and I first moved here to Boomerang, uh, we, were, we were previously, uh, we were serving at a church in uh, Pittsburgh, just north of Pittsburgh. And, uh, and the Lord told, uh, told me, I want you to step down from this job. I want you to step down. Um, and I'll show you what's going to happen. Right? I'll, I'll, basically, it reminded me of Abraham. But it's nothing like what Abraham uh, did because uh, Abraham had a lot more faith than we did at that point. But God said, I want you to step down, and I want you to just follow my direction. Just recognize, it was me and my wife at that point. Abraham had servants and their families and all these different people that literally, he said, okay, we're leaving, and we're going to walk into the woods. Like, that was literally the situation. So when the Bible talks about Abraham having faith, he had faith. Um, but the Lord told us, I want you to step down. And uh, so December 31st, 2019, uh, I stepped down from my role at that church. And uh, now, it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, like, January 1st came around, and I, I didn't know what, what I was going to do. So uh, I, I worked. I, I studied the word. I, I meditated on it. I, I would do, you know, Facebook Live, just teaching, you know, because, I, I, I mean, there's so much in this. I can't keep it inside me. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Jeremiah when he says, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. You know, when, when the word of God is alive inside of you, you can't keep quiet about it. But uh, so, like, I'm doing these things, and, and long story short, the Lord just began to lead us step by step by step. Uh, he, led, he led us to, uh, well, I connected with the pastor in West Virginia, and then he connected me with Pastor Brian. And when I was talking with Pastor Brian, I just knew in my spirit I was supposed to come here for Kickstart 2020. Um, and I'm telling you guys, Kickstart, get expectant about that, because that's going to be a powerful week. That week changed my life. That, that, because of that week, I'm here, you know, and, and so, and so we came, and then I just knew, like, there, there's something here. I, I felt co a covenant connection with Pastor Brian, like, instantly, and, uh, and we moved here in uh, May, thank you, I, sh I should know that, but we moved here in May, we moved here in May of 2020, and, and this is what the Lord told me to do, so th the Lord told me, I want you to volunteer full-time at the church, okay, you know, that, that sounds awesome. Um, 
but volunteer means no pay. Just so you guys know, right? That's what volunteer means. Volunteer full-time at the church. And, uh, well, why didn't the church pay you? You were doing well. Because they didn't even ask me to come. I just, I feel like I needed to say that, you know. Because some people are like, why aren't they paying you? You're doing all this stuff. They didn't even ask me. The Lord told me to come, and I came, and I was obedient to the, to the word of God. So all of 2020, I had no pay. Volunteered full-time at the church. Serena was led to work uh, at a job where she was making just over $9 an hour. Um, and she wasn't even working 40 hours a week. So our expenses were pretty much the same. Our uh, income was cut by like 60%. And uh, we didn't recognize it until at the end of the year, but even the income that we had, we sold more than half of that in 2020. So we're operating at this point on math, 30% of what we had the previous year, same expenses. Now recognize this, was I being obedient? Did I have a word from God? Because here's the thing, you could be like, you know what, I like this story, I'm gonna quit my job and volunteer full time at the church, and if God didn't say it, there's no provision for us. Hear, hear that. But in that whole year of 2020, we did not miss one bill. We did not lack anything, not, not one thing. We were well-fed. So it's, it's not like, oh, you know, that was the hardest year we ever went through because financially we weren't ma- making much money. No, that's not my testimony. That's not the testimony of those who are obedient to God. Hear that. Did you lack anything? No, nothing. Nothing. Every Sunday, we recognized the importance of fellowship. So after service, we went out and ate. We went to the restaurant. We didn't know, you know, sometimes we didn't know how are we, we were going to pay it or not. But, hey, uh, the food was paid for. There were, there were times when the check never came to us. We're like, what the heck? And, so, oh, someone else took it. Oh, praise God. Why? Because we were planted. We were planted where God called us to be. We were doing exactly what God called us to do. And we didn't lack a thing. I by the end of that year, Serena had a designer purse that she didn't pay for. I had two of the nicest suits I, uh, that I've ever owned that I didn't pay for. Like that, and that, both of those happened in one day. Ser- Serena's story was awesome. She was going to buy a cheap purse at, at a discount store uh, that morning. She was like, I, just, I, I need a purse, so I'll just do it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, no, I'm going to have a nice purse, and God's going to provide it for me. Before the day's over, she had an, a designer purse. She literally... Like, that she didn't pay for. God, God paid for it. Now, I want you to hear this, because the testimony of our 2020, we were operating on 30% of our income from the previous year. Same expenses, but we didn't lack a thing. We actually came out 2020 better. And I want you to hear this, because when you read the story of Jesus saying, I want you to go out, and I want you to, and I want you to not take your sandals, not take any money with you, not doing that, he wasn't holding them back. Hear this, because there's a weird theology that, that's come into, into the church that when I share a testimony like this, people will identi- or they'll, they'll determine or define it as God was holding us back because he told us not to get an income. We weren't held back at all that year. We were more blessed that year than the year before. It, forget the income. Forget the, the natural, well, you know, paycheck aspect of it, because that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant in the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says the, that a laborer is worthy of his hire. And God's not a hypocrite. If he's going to give you a call and a command and a commission, he's going to supply it. 
That's what the blessing of the Lord looks like. So if you lose your job, who cares I'm serving God? Who cares? I'm blessed. I'm carrying the blessing of God. The blessing of God's on my home. The blessing of God's on my finances. The blessing of God is on my marriage. The blessing of God is manifesting in my life, whether I have an income or not. That's what the blessing looks like. God wasn't holding us back because we didn't have a natural income. No, he was actually pushing us forward even deeper. We learned that year what it actually means to trust God. Because he doesn't fail. He does not fail. He never fails. And what they, the disciples learned in that trip is that God's got it. So that whenever they went out the second time, he said, when you, he, he reminded them, do you remember when you went out last time? You, you took no money with you. You had no extra clothes. You didn't have shoes. Uh, you didn't have a sword. Did you lack anything? Were you well protected? Were you well provided for? Yeah, we were well protected, well provided for. He said, okay, sweet. Now this time, go. Take your money back. Take all that stuff with you. You know, take the sword with you. What was he telling them? It's not God's, see, hear this, because, you know, I could say, like, with last year, oh, yeah, it was, you know, or 2020 was an interesting year, but God is a God of increase. So he delights in seeing the work begin. It might look for a moment in the natural, like, how is this going to work out? But it's not always going to be that way because God's a God of increase. He will always be increasing you and increasing you and increasing you. So if I'm in the same place five years from now, ten years from now, that I was, you know, in 2020, something might be off because he's a God of increase. And I want you to hear this. This word has been over our, our year for the last couple weeks is this is our year of multiplied increase. Last year was our year of increase. And I don't want anyone to, like, look at last year and say, well, I, I, don't, I didn't see the increase that I expected to see. See, the reality is my blessing is not based on what I see. You sowed seed in 2021 during the year of increase. I'm telling you, that seed is multiplying in a harvest in 2022. That there's, you're going to see things in 2022 that you never expected to see. God's going to be doing mighty things. But stop focusing on what you see. Because my blessing is not, is not measured by what I see. My blessing is measured by what did God say? I'm going to be obedient to that. And I know that the blessing is in my life. When Jesus said, come, let us go to the other side, the blessing was on the trip. Whether they, the disciples saw it or not. There was a blessing in, a, in the word. And this demonic storm rose up because here's the thing. The devil doesn't want you to inherit your blessing. He's going to try to keep you looking at your, what you can see. And he's going to try to keep you in your physical senses. Well, you know, I don't feel healed or I don't see the multiplication. And the longer we stay in that realm, the devil will defeat us every time. When we fight in the, the arena of our, of our sight and, our, and our, our feelings, we'll be whooped every time. But when we fight in the arena of faith, we will beat the devil every time. I don't walk by faith, or I don't walk by sight, I walk by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And when we walk by faith, not by sight, the blessing manifests. The disciples were walking by sight at that moment when the storm was going on, right? The storm's going on. We're dying, Jesus. Don't you care that we're dying? What, were they operating by faith or by sight? By sight, obviously. What was Jesus operating by? Faith. He was taking a nap. 
He knew the blessing was on the trip. He knew they weren't going to die because the word was, let's go to the other side. He had a word, and they were being obedient to the word. So he got up, rebuked the storm. Where's your faith? See, the blessing of God, again, hear this. The blessing of God is not measured by what I see. It's not measured by what's in my bank account. It's measured by my fellowship and my obedience to what the Lord's told me to do. It's measured. That's how the, the blessing of God's measured. And again, God doesn't hold his people back. The Bible says that he withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. If I'm walking uprightly and if I'm operating in the blessing, God's not going to take me and pull me backwards. Is that who he is? Or does he lead us forward? The Bible says that he goes before me and makes the crooked path straight. Not he goes before me and then puts obstacles in my path to make it as crazy and wild as possible. That's not what who God is. So, so hear this. If it, even if it feels like I've been pulled back, because I'm telling you, there were times in 2020 when I didn't see the big picture and I felt like I was being held back. But I wasn't. See, it's all in our perspective and how we, how we perceive what God's doing. No, if I'm being obedient and if I'm in fellowship with God, he's blessing everything that I'm putting my hand to do, whether I see it in the natural or not. And, and you, give, it, give it a couple years of that faithfulness. You don't even have to give it a couple years. It doesn't even, I don't, that was me. That was, that was my flesh speaking. That wasn't the Lord. And I apologize for that. It doesn't have to take that long. It doesn't have to take that long. Just be obedient and in fellowship with the Lord, and you'll see the blessing manifest. You'll see the blessing manifest. Just don't operate on what you see. Don't operate on what you can see. My, well, my bank account doesn't look very nice right now. Who cares? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The blessing of the Lord, according to uh, Proverbs 10.22, makes a man rich, and he has no sorrow into it. That's what the blessing will do for you. That's what the blessing will do for you, because there's a word on it. There's a word on it. Well, I, I don't, it doesn't look in the natural like, like I'm rich. Well, you are. You're a child of God. Talk about wealth and riches when you look at the wealth and riches of my father. Owns all the silver and all the gold. Cattle on a thousand hills. He walks on streets of gold. Pure gold. That's just where he walks. And he's my father? Not just my God. He is my God, but he's my father. I'm a child of God. And he's withholding no good thing from me. Ooh, that's a blessing. That's blessed. That's blessed right there. That's blessed right there. Say it. I'm blessed. See, he is the source. God is the source of my blessing, not my job. So if I lose my job, who cares? God's my source. He's my source. Oh, the government's not the source of my protection. My God's my source. Amen? God's my source of protection. My gun is not my source of protection. God is. Now, he can equip me with a gun and I can use it, but he's my source. The, my wealthy neighbor is not the source. The wealthy person in the church that I come to and talk about my needs. Why, why would I even do that? I talk to God and he'll supply my needs. So don't, so don't go looking around for people and talk about, well, my struggle, my struggle, the struggle is real, the struggle. All these things you're struggling through, hoping for a handout. Because that's not God's system. God's system is, call on me and I'll answer you. 
Ask and it will be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock, the door will be open. That's God's system. Not asking whether or not it's his will, you know, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. No, ask and it will be given to you. Not seeking, well, you probably won't know until you're in heaven. No, seek and you'll find. Knock and, well, you know, sometimes God shows you things. No, knock and the door will be open. Will be. That's, that's the word. That's what the word says. Again, God doesn't withhold. God's not a bad, messed up, weird God who tries to manipulate our lives and make it as confusing as possible. Because the Bible says very clearly that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So if things look confusing, I'm going to enter into fellowship with my father, and he'll make sense of it. James chapter 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, and he'll freely give it to you without rebuke. That's who he is. So if you're confused, there's an answer, and he's not withholding it from you. Amen? God is not holding you back. The blessing of God is not measured by what you have in the natural. It's measured by your fellowship and your obedience. Recognize, the rich young ruler missed that. He missed it. And the disciples in the whole situation of the rich young ruler missed it too. Because the rich young ruler came up to Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Jesus, well, you know, well, there was a conversation. And then Jesus said, well, here's what, what, where you're lacking. Take all you have, give it to, sell it, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Now, people will look at that story, and, and they'll, they'll think Jesus is pulling him back, like Jesus is taking something from him. You know, that, no. You recognize what Jesus actually said when he said, come follow me. He was offering him to become one of his closest disciples. That's an awesome calling. But recognize Jesus also even said this. When you do that, you'll store up treasure in heaven where moth doesn't rust, or where there's no rust or moth, thieves don't break in and steal. It's a secure place where also you have to recognize this, that treasures in heaven does not mean that we don't have access to it here on this earth. Because for some reason we've interpreted storing up treasures in heaven, meaning that's just for your mansion in heaven. But that's not it completely, because the Bible says he'll open the floodgates of heaven. We just listen to that and pour out a blessing on you? Where is that blessing coming from? It's coming from your storehouse that you've sowed into your, that you've sowed into your heavenly storehouse. You've tithed, and it's blessed, and it's open up for you. That's what, we're t- that's what he's talking about. See, because when Jesus said, when Jesus said, uh, you know, when, when the disciples said in, in that same story, we've given up everything to follow you. Jesus says, well, surely I'll tell you this, whoever's given up houses, lands, and blah, 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 for my sake and for the kingdom's sake, they'll receive a hundred times as much in the life that now is. The life that now is and in the life that is to come. Amen? That's blessing. I'm blessed. Say it. I'm called to carry the blessing. So, again, it's not based on what I see. And the disciples thought that, that the blessing was based on how much a person has. Because whenever Jesus turned around and said, how hard it is, for the, is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Then Jesus clarified, and he said this, how hard is it for those who put their trust in riches? What does that mean? Their source is their riches, not their God. Because if in their mind their, their riches are their source, God ceases to become their source, and it's hard for them to let go of what's become their source. 
and why, why, do we, why do we give? Why do we tithe? Why do we spend more time, so much time, talking about our offerings and preaching on the offerings whenever we do it, when all we can just say is, all right, come bring your gift, or come bring your donation to the church. Why do we spend time speaking about seed time and harvest? Why do we do that? Because we want, we're, what we're teaching you is there's a source greater than what your bank account, than your bank account. There's a source for your provision greater than your job. So if you sow a seed, a sacrificial seed, what you, what, and a seed that you, man, I just felt that, please, you know. What, what's happening right now? Praise God. Heaven is rejoicing because you're recognizing and acknowledging that I have a source greater than what, what's in my money bag, right? That's not your source. And uh, so the disciples hear Jesus say, how, are, how, how hard is it? For those who trust, put their trust in riches to inherit the kingdom of God, and they're like, "Who the heck can be saved?" Because they thought holiness was mani- what, what, that that riches was a manifestation of holiness and a manifestation of of the blessing of God. But it's not. Uh, do you do you guys know, or have you heard about some rich people who are definitely not doing things God's way? They exist in this world. But praise God, the Word says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. But there's wicked people in this world who have a lot of money. Is it because, they're ble- because the blessing of God is manifesting in their lives, or is it because they've probably been diligent, or they might even stepped on people's toes to get where they're at? Right? But again, Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it. So there's two kinds of rich. There's the rich with sorrow that's done on your own. That, that's when people toil and work and strive and do everything they can, you know, and, and they're doing all these different things to try to make ends meet or to, or to even become rich, but they're miserable because their source is, is their money. Their source is themselves, essentially. And, but then there's a rich that has no sorrow attached to it, and I'd much rather have that. Amen? Where does that come? It comes from the blessing, and I have the blessing. I'm called to carry the blessing. You're called to carry the blessing with you. You're called to carry that wherever you go. It doesn't matter what things look like. It doesn't matter what you see. The blessing is tangible, and the blessing is real. And when we choose, emphasis on the word choice, when we choose to operate in the blessing, nothing can hold us back. Nothing can hold us back. Deuteronomy 28, we see the blessing. What what does the blessing consist of? What does the blessing hold? Right? uh, he'll bless your finances. Your en- enemies might come against you uh, in one direction, flee from you in seven directions. There's so many blessings in there. There's also, at the latter end of Deuteronomy 28, there's, there's a big old curse. You know, he talks about the curse. Uh, but under the blessing of Deuteronomy chapter 28, you see provision, full provision, not just provision, but abundant prosperity. That's in the blessing. Uh, You'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. They, I, like, I, I'm not going to spend much time in Deuteronomy 28. You can read that yourself, and we, you, you've probably read that already. There's so much uh, in, in that, that scripture. But I, I, want, I want us to recognize what God says immediately just after Deuteronomy. Just after that passage, it's in Deuteronomy 30, 19. This is what God says. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose 
choose life. So the, the, the option, the, the option has been presented before you. Blessing, provision, honor, uh, protection, all of that stuff is right there. And then there's the curse. Uh, actually, you know, pastors t- taught this before. In this scripture, what, what God is saying is it's written in the fabric of reality. It's written in the fabric of this world. It's written in the fabric uh, that, that there's blessing and cursing. And it's our choice which one we're going to receive. It's our choice. Choose, but, but he, get, he, help, he helps us. He, he, he helps us know what the right choice is. He says there's a blessing and a curse. In, in case you're confused, choose, choose life. In, in, ca- in case there's, you know, just so, some confusion. And, oh, but the, the curse looks nice. Well, that's okay. Choose life. That's literally what God is saying today. Choose life. How do you choose life? Fellowship and obedience to what he says. Again, the blessing is not measured by what I can see and what I, in the natural. The blessing is measured by my fellowship with the Lord and my obedience to what he's called me to do. That's where the blessing is. And that's, what he's, and that's a decision that we make every single day. A situation arises, right, where, where I have the opportunity. Maybe, maybe in your job, you know, you need to make a sale or whatever. And, and an opportunity arises for you to, to, to cheat your way around it to make more money out of, out of the sale. Or, or you can do it God's way and be, you know, honest. Behold, I present before you today. Blessing, cursing, life and death. Choose. That's the choice. Am I going to operate blessed or am I going to operate cursed? We're taking up. All right, it's time for tithes and offerings, guys. I mean, we just read it in Malachi chapter 3. There was a curse and a blessing that was brought up. You're cursed with the curse. Why? Because you're robbing me of the tithe. I present before you today life and death. Blessing and cursing. Just in case you need help, choose life. Just tithe. You know, Barrett, Barrett was, was talking about it already. You know, people say, well, I'm sure God would understand that I can't afford to tithe. But the reality is this. The choice is, is yours. Blessing, cursing. Would you rather have 100% cursed or 90% blessed? Which, if you think of it the proper way, the tithe isn't even cursed, so it's still 100 the 90% is 100%. And if you choose to withhold of that, I, I guarantee you the devil will take it anyway. Through, through, uh, through all your cars breaking down now, all these different things, the devil will, will devour it. So it's going somewhere. It's either going to go to God or it's going to go to the devil. Choose life. See, you know, uh, like in our flesh it feels like it can be a difficult thing. But in the spirit, we know what's right. We, we know what the word of God said. And he's literally saying, I'm presenting before you today blessing and cursing, life and death. Just choose life. Why? Because he's a good God. He doesn't want you operate on, operating under the curse. Brother Tracy says it this way. You know, so many people in the church call normal what God's called a curse. Toil in life is a curse. God doesn't have that for you. You don't have to work three jobs to get by. That's toil. You can just have one job blessed and God will make up the difference. You know, just be obedient. You don't have to have any income. We've proved that. But at the word of God, that's the, that's the key. Fellowship and obedience to what he's told you to do. That's the key. That's such a key. 
His faith in God is faith in his word. The blessing comes through obedience. And when I'm, that's the whole key of Deuteronomy 28. If you obey my words, you'll be blessed. But if you disobey, it's written in the fabric of reality. So it's not, why does God spend, am I still in Deuteronomy 28? I'm almost there. Why does God in Deuteronomy 28 spend one, verse 1 to verse, four, spend 14 verses talking about the blessing and then 15 to 68 talking about the curse? Why does he do that? Because he wants it to be abundantly clear that that's not his will for you. Why did Jesus talk more about hell than he talked about heaven? Because he wants it to be abundantly clear, this is not what I want for you. Why? Because he's a good God. He's a good father. I'm going to, it's like when a child is walking up to, an, to an, a socket with like a, a key or a fork or a knife in his hand. What's a father going to do? No, don't do that. Right? That's what a good father will do. Will a good father just sit back and watch it happen? Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. He's going to feel that one in the morning. But he's going to learn from it for sure. But that's how so many people perceive God. Man, if it weren't for this situation that I went through, and that it glorified their issue in their past. If I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't, you know, had to battle with, if God, like what they'll say is, if God didn't send me that cancer, I wouldn't have gotten serious with him. He didn't send you the cancer. You chose curse, cancer came, and then you chose life. God healed, and then now you're able to walk. See, God was, God's merciful. He's gracious. But God doesn't want us to learn by destruction. He wants us to learn by instruction, which is why we have the word. He doesn't want us to learn by, by walking into walls all the time and be like, oh, there's a wall there. I'm going to go this way. Oh, there's a wall there. Because that's a long life of just walking into walls until you find the right path. God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to hear his word and obey his word and be blessed. Fellowship. With the Lord, prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord. You know, we, we're, we're wrapping up 21 days of fasting. What are we doing? We're entering into fellowship. We're not just starving ourselves and doing nothing. If that's what we're doing, then we, we need to enter into fellowship. We're not just not eating for 21 days. No, we're entering into fellowship with the Lord. And as I'm in fellowship with the Lord, I'm hearing him speak to me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting direction and, and vision for what the Lord's wants to do in my life and in my family. I'm, I'm in that fellowship, he's showing me what to do. If you want a successful life, hear this. Find out what God wants you to do. Do that. If you don't know what it is, read his word, find out what his word says, do that. And then he'll highlight more details to come. See, a lot of times we're like, well, I haven't heard anything, so I'm just going to, I got to do something. No, you don't. That's where curse comes in. Because now we're operating in ourselves. Good job, Candace Griffin. In ourselves. We're stepping out of the direction of God. When God gives you an instruction, do that. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Do what he said. That's why 
that's why it's important. Like, if there's a word, on t- I, like, I enjoy it when people come up to me, when, when pastor gives them a word, when the Lord gives them a word, and they come and say, hey, can you, uh, can you clip that out? Or, or, you know, you can do that on your iPhone. You know, you can clip out that word and listen to it. Listen to what it says. Write it down. What's the word of God? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold fast to this word, everything that it says. I'm not going to add to the word because that's where, that's where things can get funky, right? God gave me a word, and let me start adding to it. Oh, he must have meant this. Don't do that. No, find out what he said. Do that. Nothing more, nothing less. The reason so many ministers are burnt out today is because they're doing it in their own strength. Or they've added stuff to their ministry programs or all these different things that the Lord hadn't instructed. They just read it in a book and said, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. And then they burn themselves out because they're doing things outside of the command of God. Like even in your job. You know, it's good to read books about how to get better, you know, and what you're doing. It, it's good to do that. But what you want to do is you want to take that to the Lord. Lord, this sounds like a good idea, but I'm going to give it to you. Lord, what do you want me to do? What does that look like? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Lord, this sounds like a good idea, but I'm not going to do it unless you tell me to. And he'll, he, he could say yes, he could say no. But whatever you tell me to do, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to your will and to your word. And you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Say this. I'm called to carry the blessing. Say this. It's my choice whether or not I carry the blessing. Choose life today, guys. It's, it, it seems so simple, but our flesh makes it so difficult. No, I just got to do what he said. I just got to hear his voice, study his word, find out what he wants me to do, and do that. And do that. We don't have to, hear this, I don't have to strive for the blessing. I don't, it's not through praying five hours a day that I get blessed. It's not through, well, you know, now I, I you know what, I heard that the early church fast two days, fasted two days a week, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to fast two days a week, every week. Did God give you a word? What, what is God telling you to do? It's not through my striving. It's not through my, well, I, the, I don't want to lose the blessing, so I'm going to make sure that, I'm, that I, I'm, I don't know, I don't know. Like sh- striving. Like the, whenever I come forward to receive from God and, and the minister's getting ready to lay hands on me, I'm not there just striving and trying to get everything right and try to align all the things to make sure that I'm not missing it. Because I've done that too. Okay, I need to, okay, step one. I need to get out of my head. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I've done that too many times. Step one, get out of your head. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm getting deeper into my head. Oh, I don't have to strive. Just surrender. When I surrender, the blessing will flow. It'll manifest. It'll pour out because God is merciful and he's good, but he's not going to pour it out on someone who's holding him back by trying to do it themselves. I'm not my source of blessing. I'm not my own source. So when I come forward to receive, I'm not relying on myself to align all the pieces. I'm relying on God to be merciful to me and to pour out his blessing. Whatever I need in that moment, he's going to give it to me. Oh, I feel the anointing. Whatever you need in the moment, God will give it to you. God will pour it out. Don't strive. Don't try to piece it all together. Well, you shared that scripture, and I want to make sure that I do it right. No, just yield to him. Yield to his flow, surrender to him, and it'll work out. He works all things together, not you. He works all things together for the good of those who love him or are called according to his purposes. He does it. 
not you. You're not the source. I'm not the source. I just have, praise God that lifts a weight off my shoulders. How are we going to pay this bill? I don't know, but he does. And he'll let me know. He'll give me wisdom. What am I going to preach on? I don't know, but God will show it to me. He'll give me the words that I need. Because he's faithful. That blessing has been made available to you. It's right there. He's holding it out, looking for people to pour out his blessing to. It's already been made, made available to you. Just a couple more scriptures before I wrap up. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. God told Brother Tracy, my people are calling normal what I have called a curse. No, I'm not. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. He's redeemed us from sickness. He's redeemed us from toiling. He's redeemed us from lack. He's redeemed us from all those things. He's redeemed us. Why? Well, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing, the ble say blessing, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Who's the Gentiles? That's us. The blessing of Abraham might be available to us. What's the blessing of Abraham? The bless uh, Go study it yourself. It's a good thing to know. And, and here's the beautiful part of it, because the Bible also tells us that we operate under a better covenant based on better promises today. So it's better than the covenant of Abraham. It's better than Deuteronomy 28. It's a better covenant that we operate in today. Woo, that's awesome. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. But where but where's the blessing come? What's the last two words say? In fellowship. And obedience to what he's told you to do. That's where the blessing comes from Christ, in Christ. He's redeemed us from the curse so that in him the blessing might be available to us. You hear the fellowship aspect of it. I, we are more than conquerors through him. That's where the conquering comes from. That's part of the blessing. More than conquerors through him. I can do all things through Christ. It's in fellowship. What's the context of that verse, that, that passage? The blessing. The whole context of everything that Paul was saying in Philippians chapter 4 was the blessing of God's on me. So it doesn't matter if I'm hungry or well fed. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if, if, I, I have, if I'm you know, naked or clothed. It doesn't matter in any of those situations, in any of those circumstances. It doesn't matter because I can do all things through Christ. What does that mean? He had a revelation of the blessing. goes beyond what he can see in the situation. The blessing goes beyond what he could see. And so a lot of people will read Philippians chapter 4 and be like, well, you can't say that it's always God's will for people to be prosperous because Paul, you know, he knew what it was to be in need. No, he knew what it was to be blessed. The blessing supersedes because he said by humble means. That means, you know, in my bank account or in my hands. I mean, when he's in prison, you know, it's not like, you know, you have a lot of cash flow, but it doesn't matter because the blessing of God was on him. That's what the blessing of God looks like. Oh, man, speaking of prison, you know, the blessing of God will follow you wherever you're at, wherever you go. 
The blessing of God works in Cuba. It works in Africa, in Gabon, in Nigeria. The blessing of God works wherever you're at. I, I saw a man in Cuba, which is a massively communist nation, who is blessed, which goes beyond natural understanding when the whole government is trying to subject the people and keep them down. But for some reason, this man, had a, he had a nice pool in his yard. He had, you know, a garden with fruit that was literally this big. There was a, he pulled out a sweet potato bigger than my head. I'm like, that's biblical, man. That's biblical. But it doesn't matter where you're at, the blessing will, will follow you. It doesn't matter what your upbringing was. The blessing of God supersedes that. My circumstances doesn't nullify my blessing. No, it's just all I need to do is be in fellowship and obedience to what God's told me to do. Man, that, that guy, the, the Lord uh, led him to open a bed and breakfast in Cuba. And it was blessed. People told him. People, like he had to change churches because the people at his old church were saying, you're, you're going against the government. You're going to die. Like, you're, you're, oh, you're disobedient to God. You're, you're a wicked man for trying to open this business. That's how, that's just a picture into what it looks like in Cuba. But I saw the blessing of God on his home. He even got an Airbnb account. He got... I'm just determining. I mean, I don't think the Cuban government's watching this service, but that's a side topic. Like, he was able to get Wi-Fi, which to you, that might seem interesting. That might seem like it's not a big deal. But in Cuba, the only places you can get Wi-Fi are in their big propaganda zones. And you have to pay for the, for the public Wi-Fi. You have to go to where the statue of, I don't know the name, like Fidel Castro or whoever it is. Um, you have to go to, to the statue of them, and those are the only places that you have public Wi-Fi. And then if you want to go to a public restroom, you have to pay. You have to pay to go into the, the bathroom. You have to pay extra for toilet paper. It's an interesting place. But this man, I saw the blessing of God was operating there. When Peter and, J and John, or no, when Paul and Silas were in prison, the blessing of God was there. See, they weren't looking at their outward circumstances. They were worshiping God. Hmm. They were just praising him. They were praising him. Oh, Lord, my God. When I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, I see the stars, I see the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings, oh, that was awesome. My Savior God, thank you, Lord. How great thou art. Thank you, Jesus. How great thou art. Yes, Lord. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Prison doors broken open at their worship. The prisoners in the cells next to them weren't telling them, this is midnight. They weren't saying, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. They were listening because there was an anointing. On the, there was a blessing on that worship. And because they weren't rebuking them, they were listening and soaking it in. Their shackles fell off. Their doors opened up. 
The blessing doesn't just affect you, it affects the people around you. Man, the blessing will affect the people around you. People will look to your life because the blessing, I'm called to carry the blessing. I'm not called to conceal carry the blessing. We're open carrying the blessing. This is open carry. Open carry. Back to Deuteronomy 28, verse 10. So all the peoples of the earth will see, will see, will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will be afraid of you. We're not talking about a hidden blessing. We're talking about an open blessing. What the Father sees in secret, He'll reward you openly. When you fast and pray, don't, don't be like, oh, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. No, no, no. Put, put on your makeup, clean your face, and say, Lord, I'm doing this in obedience to you and in fellowship with you. And what the Lord sees in secret will reward you openly. The people around you will see it. They'll see the blessing in your life. You might be looking around you right now and say, well, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't say, well, forget that. Forget what you see right now. Because what the Lord sees will reward openly, and then everyone will see it and know. They're called by God. They're called by God. The blessing of God is on them. The favor of the Lord is on them. I want you to stand up with me right now. The favor of God is on you. The favor of God is on you. Romans 8, 16, and 17 says this. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. We are children of God. And if children, we are heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. What are we inheriting? What are we inheriting with Christ? Revelation 5.20. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. The blessing of God is on you. Close your eyes. Lift your hands with me right now. Say, repeat after me. The blessing of God is on my life. The blessing of God is on my home. The blessing of God is on my finances. The blessing of God is on my family. If you're married, say the blessing of God is on my marriage. Forget about what you see. It's on your marriage. Just give it to him. Seek Him. Seek His face. Get into fellowship with Him, and He'll work the pieces out. The blessing of God is on you. And here's God, right before you. The choice is yours. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me and take a hold of the blessing? Take a hold of life and choose life? Or are you going to do things your own way, figure it out on yourself, by yourself, and say, well, God, I'm sure God will understand if I have to take the reins for a little bit and enter into the curse. No, you're not, that's not going to be you today. Oh, man, I just feel the presence of God in this place right now. It's so sweet. Oh, it's so sweet. I can just, like, I can sense his love for his people right now. His compassion. If you're here today and you're just saying, you know what, I... I've done it my own way for long enough. I've done it my own way for long enough. You might have done it right and then might have missed it in a couple areas, but you're just saying, you know what, I just need to make it right right now. I need to make it right right now. I want to choose life. I want to choose blessing today. And 
more than that, I just want to re-enter into that fellowship that you've been talking about with the Father. Because it's only in fellowship. In Him we live and move and have our being. In Him we can conquer. It's everything funnels through that fellowship with the Lord. And if you're here and you're saying, you know what, I just need to make that fellowship right with the Lord again. If you're watching online and you're saying that too. You know, if you're watching online, I want you to just put a hand, a hand in the comments. Because we'll see that and we'll pray over that as well. But if you're, if also if you're here and you're saying, you know, I just need to make that, make that fellowship right with the Lord. I need to choose again life. That's you. I, I just every head bowed, every eyes closed. I want you to raise your hand, lift up your hand right now. You're like, I just need to make that right. I need to just make that right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. Well, right now, what? I just want every single one of us, and if you're online and in person, I want us all to pray this prayer and just reset that fellowship. Reset back into, into fellowship with the Lord. Because this is something we all need to do every once in a while, is just reset. Enter back into that fellowship. So everyone within the sound of my voice, say this out loud. Don't keep it in your head. Make sure the devil hears you. Because the devil can't read your thoughts. He's not like, he's not God. He's not, um, he's not all-knowing. He, he can't read your thoughts. Let the devil hear your words. See, this is why it's good when we pray to pray out loud. When we're praying in faith to pray out loud so the devil can know he's losing. Pray this with your heart and your lips out loud. Say, Jesus, today I'll make you the Lord of my life. You are my Lord. <laughs> You call the shots, and I'll be obedient. I'm entering in to fellowship with you. And I thank you that I'm walking into the blessing. I believe that you died for me and all the mistakes I've made. They were nailed to the cross, put in the grave, and they didn't come back out. My sinful self was nailed to the cross, put in the grave, and a new creation came out. <laughs> a blessed creation came out. I'm blessed. I believe that Jesus rose again. And when he rose again, he gave me life. He gave me honor and glory and blessing and power and riches, and protection, and might. That's my inheritance now. I'm a child of God. I'm saved. I'm blessed. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus as my Lord. Oh, and I'm just declaring to you today, you don't have to repeat this, I'm declaring this to you today. The blessing is going to begin multiplying and multiplying in your life. It's just begun, it's going to begin manifesting and manifesting and manifesting in new ways. Ways that you didn't expect. Blessings in ways you didn't expect. They're coming and they're multiplying in your life. The blessing of the Lord will follow you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. As the Lord is your shepherd. Amen. If you need prayer for anything. If you want, if you want me to just lay hands on you and just declare that blessing. I want to invite you to come forward. I'm going to lay hands on anyone that, that wants that prayer. And I want you to recognize this, because 
when I'm laying hands on you, it's not me that's doing it. Whatever the Lord is, it's the Lord. Whatever good thing I carry, it's from God. Whatever anointing I carry, it's from the Lord. And I'm believing. I'm believing. And I want you to put that expectation out with me. That the second hands are laid on you. Because this, Paul talked about this, that the gifts come about. That they're, they're implanted by the laying on of hands. That healing comes at the laying on of hands. When I lay hands on you, I'm believing that God's going to give you exactly what you need. Remember, remember when Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what, what can I do for you? Lord, that I might receive my sight. According to your faith, be it unto you. Father, right now in Jesus' name, for those who are looking for wisdom, God, I just pray, Lord, that you pour out that wisdom on them. Lord, that they receive that spiritual sight to see what you're calling them to do and what you're directing them to do. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that your wisdom and power and might are in this place today. And we receive all that you have in store for us today. Say that with me. Say, I'll receive all that God has for me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank, just begin to thank him in advance for what he's pouring out on you. Give him thanks. Give him glory. Praise him right now. Bless. Thank you, Lord. Blessed in Jesus' name. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it. As you continue, as you continue, I feel that anointing. As you continue to submit yourself and to follow his leading, that blessing is going to be pouring out in new ways, ways that you hadn't expected. Blessing in your work, everything you put your hand to do is going to be done, begin manifesting. People are going to look at you and say, how did you get that done so fast? It's because of blessing. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, let your blessing pour out now in Jesus' name. Blessed! You're blessed, 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 blessed. Your house is blessed. Your family is blessed. Your mind, we declare the blessing on that as well. Blessing be now in Jesus' name. Blessed, 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 blessed. I just declare peace, a blessed peace, supernatural peace to be. And that peace is going to manifest the blessing. He keeps them in perfect peace whose eyes and minds are steadfast towards him. That peace that surpasses all understanding will begin to guard you and your mind in Christ, in fellowship, that peace. Don't get anxious. Don't get weary. Don't get worried. 
let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. And as you enter into that peace and enter into that rest, you're going to see God working on your behalf. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, for that peace now, the blessing now in Jesus' name. Father, right now we just declare the blessing to be on this home and on this family. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We receive the blessing now in Jesus' name. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Oh, people are going to look to you and come to both of you and say, there's, a, there's something different about this home. There's something different about this marriage. There's something different about, about you guys. The Lord is gonna, <laughs> The Lord is going to bring people to you and use you, yes, you, to minister the blessing to them. And their lives will be blessed through your testimony. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Blessed. 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 In Jesus' name. Things are going up. Ha. 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 Oh, it's going up. It's going higher. It's getting better. You're going to see the blessing manifest in 2022 in ways that you hadn't expected. In ways you haven't expected. In Jesus' name. Blessed, 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 blessed. In Jesus' name. Oh, son of my More. Double blessing. It's a year of double blessing for you. Double blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Blessed be now. In Jesus' name. Bondages broken now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. More, God. Pour it out. Pour it out, God. Pour it out. More, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the blessing. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. The blessing breaks off all chains. All chains in your mind, all chains in your family, all of them are broken now in Jesus' name. You're blessed. The devil's done. Every weapon formed against you is exposed. It will not prosper and it's destroyed now in Jesus' name. We break it. We break it in Jesus' name. Blessing be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God is working things out. Don't try to work it out yourself. Let Give the reins to Him. He'll show you what to say, when to say it, what to do, when to do it. Put it into His hands. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is. And He'll work it out. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you He'll, he'll give you direction, instruction. And if He needs to, redirect you. But just enter into that fellowship with Him. And the blessing will begin to manifest. You'll begin to see Him working on your behalf. Father, right now, we receive. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessing now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Life be now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Okay, look at that shit. Full combat that shit. Send in a Sian and Asuka. Full Radara Mansuka. Send a Mansuka. You say this, say, Father, I receive all that you have for me. No doubting. Full faith. I say this. I put aside my thoughts and the lies of the enemy. And I receive from you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just, man, the, the thanks that's overflowing out of me, oh, I, I'm just seeing it. It's, that's going to overflow out of you. Just you're going to be walking through the day and just begin, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Out of nowhere, you're just, Thanksgiving is just going to begin pouring out of you because of the goodness and the blessing of God manifesting in your life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands, Father. I just thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your anointing flowing out of Oh, thank you for your anointing mm. flowing out of Thank you. The, the anointing is going to flow out of each name. As you pray for people, lay your hands on them, and the anointing is going to manifest. The anointing is going to work because the blessing of God is on your life. Oh, we receive that blessing. We receive that anointing now. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We receive it now. In Jesus' name. Blessing be now. In Jesus' name. We receive it. We receive it now. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. We receive it now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Sombra kandadashena. Sura In Jesus' name. Blessing be now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's breaking through walls that you thought were built up, but they're not. They're, they're not strong walls. You're like, I don't see how he can break through this, or I don't see how he can do this, but he's breaking those walls down. It's not even like a sledgehammer where like it hits. It's like it's like he set up TNT. Like like all everything inside of it, like all the bricks are made of TNT. It's just ex- demolished and it's not even going to come down. That's what he's getting ready to do in you. Whatever walls, whatever it was that you felt like was hindering you from moving forward, they're being demolished in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Demolished, broken, now, in Jesus' name. There's power in that name. Wield that name like a sword. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Just, say, just start saying his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's a weapon that'll demolish any stronghold the enemy has placed against you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We receive that blessing and power and might and grace 
and prosper in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, blessing be manifest now in Jesus' name. Blessing of God. That's what the blessing looks like. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. People are going to start coming to you to take pictures. That, that business is going to start moving forward. So how am I going to have time? Well, you'll have time. God will make time, and you'll be blessed. That business will be blessed. If anyone doesn't know, Abby takes pictures. So if you're like one family pictures, come to her. She'll take them. Because you love to do that. You like taking pictures. And God will, and you, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Thank you. Abundant blessing be now in Jesus' name. Things are going to look very differently in five years. Very different. I'm talking like big different. I'm talking like new home different. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, right now we receive, we receive, we receive, we receive freedom. Now, in Jesus' name, bondages broken, freedom be. Devil, loose your grip now, in Jesus' name. It's finished. It's finished. Your hold on our mind is broken now, in Jesus' name. It's finished. It's finished. Oh, Shanda Malanusia. Ambra Baradeshe. Sunda Hishiamo Kobra Gosalidi. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Ambra Baradeshe. Just lift your hands with me. Say this I am called to carry the blessing. I am carrying the blessing of God when I walk out of here. When I walk into my car, when I walk into my home, <laughs> when I'm driving down the street, when I arrive at work, everywhere I go, coming in and going out is blessed. Because I'm blessed. Because I'm carrying the blessing. You're carrying the blessing today. Blessing be now in Jesus' name. Father, we receive the blessing. We walk in the blessing. We are not going to fear the curse because we're going to listen to you. We're entering into fellowship with you now. And when you speak to us, we will move at your word. And as we move at your word, the blessing will be in Jesus' name. Do you receive it? Oh, Hey, it's a good week. It's a good month. It's a good life. We're having a good life. Amen? A blessed life. The blessing of God is on your home.
Don't look at what you see. Don't look at the natural circumstance of it all. Don't look at the person that, that you, you know, how can God ever do a work in them? Don't look at it that way. Look through the eyes of the blessing. God can do anything. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Nothing. So, Father, we believe in your word today, and we thank you that the blessing is manifest. Actually, anyone watching online, if right now I just call the blessing to be in your home. Blessing be in your physical body. Blessing be on your finances. Blessing be now on your mind. We receive, just say this wherever you're at. I receive the blessing now in Jesus' name. We receive it and we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for the blessing. We thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us nor forsake us. You didn't leave us on our own to figure it out on our own. No, the blessing of God is on our life and we walk in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We choose this week to not put you in a box. You're going to do great and mighty things, and we will not limit it to our understanding. Not to our understanding. <laughs> Bigger, outside, blow up that box. Do exceedingly, abundantly beyond what we could ever ask or think. Let it be a big week. I thank you that, Lord, when we assemble back on Sunday, there will be testimonies of God blew my box wide open. Let it be destroyed. In Jesus' name, build a bigger one. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know right now, this is a week. Build a bigger box of expectation. He is able, he is faithful, and he is yours. Lord, thank you for doing more today than we even know right now and unlocking it as the week progresses. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. Amen. Y'all are awesome. When the world shuts down, Boomerang doesn't. You are the hungry. You are the people who are seeking the Lord. You're the people that God's going to show himself mighty on your behalf. Amen. Oh no, I deleted all of my notes. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no, I didn't. I found my... I looked down, and I have, like, I have notes for what to say to y'all, and there was nothing. Like, okay, we're going to go off the cuff. <laughs> but no, no, the Lord is good. <laughs> okay, first of all, youth, I need y'all, when service is done, go talk to Buddy about what youth is going to look like tonight, because you're not going to meet here at the church, and... I believe the Lord's going to tell Buddy what to say. I, as of this morning, there wasn't 100%, but just go to him. He's wise. Amen. So go see Buddy. <laughs> I have nothing more for you. Ladies, we are going to meet next Monday. It's been a hot minute since we have been together. We're going to meet at Little Tokyo by Walmart at 6 p.m. So make sure that you are there next Monday, not tomorrow, next Monday. And then have a couple quick things. We need you guys to register if you are going to be attending LEAD 22 or Kickstart. Both are happening in two weeks. Like, buddy, amen. I'm glad that buddy is excited. <laughs> 
legitimately, Lead 22 and Kickstart are both two weeks away. So Kickstart is February 7th through the 11th. Even though you're here part of Boomerang, we need to know that you're coming because we need to make sure we have enough seats. We're expecting this to be a big week of services. You can register by going to bclife.org slash KS, and you can literally put down which days you're gonna be attending. It's super easy. We can help you if you have questions, but we want you to register for that. And if you're going to be attending LEAD 22, we sent out instructions earlier. Make sure that you click through to that link and register for that as well. If you have questions, again, we can help you. And then if you want more preaching and teaching like this, you are welcome to watch every single weekday at 1130 Lunch Plus. You can go to whatsright.com and it'll take you right to our live streams. Last item, and this is only for those of you who attend here in person, we are creating a lost and found. Amen. This is just a housekeeping type item, but it is important for you to know. We want to be good stewards with what God's given us. You know, we're believing for a building in Troy. We are believing for the Lord to provide. That means that we take care of our house here too. So our, the lost and found is going to be underneath the kiosk out front. If there are items found around the church, that's where they'll be. If you can't find something, that's where you can go and look. So that means here in the sanctuary, take your stuff home. Take your clothes home. I wish I didn't have to always say that, but please take your clothes home. That would be cool. Um, your Bibles, don't leave your Bibles. Don't leave blankets. Don't leave coats. Take all your stuff. Take it home. Take your cereal bowls home. <laughs> take your stuff home. But if you happen to forget it, it'll probably be underneath the kiosk, and you can see any of us to have assistance on that. But it's a little bit different of how we handle those items, but it's pretty easy. Nothing difficult. Just Take stuff home. Like, I have to grab my cup because I forgot it here. <laughs> so, any questions? Concerns? Thoughts? Once? Twice? Cool. Lord, bless each person abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. We love y'all.